Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. A very good morning to those out there in Combat Talk Radio land listening to the podcast. My name is Leister. I'm your host. It may not be morning as you listen to this, but I'll still wish you a good morning anyway. I'm a little bit late. Let's talk about our fights. We got on deck this weekend, some really good fights happening. One of them I've got my eye on specifically, and then the other ones are still good fights regardless. Uh, there's at the top, I just want to say the first one I'm going to be speaking about. There are some people on NSB and others who are completely dismissing what they see. And I want to try to see if I can help from an there <laughs> hypocrisy. Okay. is a very bad thing. When people are hypocrites, it's bad. I never like to see hypocrites anywhere, but there's hypocrites in this business. And I want to share why I say there's hypocrites in this business, specifically around the first fight I'm going to talk about, which is Frank Martin fighting Artem Hartianen. Listen, by the way, if you want to check this fight out, it's on Showtime, but you got to do the Paramount Plus app, which is garbage. But you got to do that if you're in Vegas, local. It's at the Cosmopolitan. That's happening today here, by the way. 12 rounds of lightweight action. Listen, the hypocrisy is going wild, man. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. So we we go from this guy, Terrence Crawford, okay? And the message is, oh, he switch hits, and he's evasive, and he's defensively brilliant, and he's aggressive, and he does all these things, and that's why he's number one pound for pound. Okay. We go to Boots Ennis, right? Jerome Boots Ennis. And it's, well, look at the flashy. You know, he's like the modern J. Roy Jones. And he moves and he hits. He's got a great chin. We say these things about Terrence Crawford. We say these things about Boots Ennis. But it's almost like none of these people watched Frank Martin absolutely dissect Michelle Rivera. Because if you watched Frank Martin against Michelle Rivera, when I covered that fight, I didn't, I didn't say 50-50. I had it like 60-40. Going in, I didn't feel like it was going to be a blowout. I didn't feel like Rivera was going to get dominated. I felt like Rivera was going to be competitive, if nothing else. And arguably, defensively, he was good, but not good enough. Frank Martin was rotating this dude. Frank Martin was pivoting. Frank Martin was doing angles. Frank Martin was hitting power. Frank Martin was on another level in that fight. Now, we can say that Rivera's resume didn't mean a damn thing, and you're correct. What I'm talking about is the so-called, quote, eye test. And my point with the whole hypocrisy, we're sitting over here saying Crawford passes this, quote, eye test. Boots passes this so-called eye test, but Frank Martin does not, despite the fact that Frank Martin stylistically is brilliant in that ring. And he showcased it multiple times. So now I put out a message and I'm saying I've seen Hardy Onans, okay? So I've, I've seen a couple of his fights. He He's an aggressor, okay? So he, he will go after you at points if he sees that you're vulnerable. He'll go after you. He's got good experience. He's not like a, he's not a soft touch. He's undefeated. He's a good fighter, but there's levels to it. And I'm saying that Artem's strategy has to be one that is conservative. He cannot go after Frank Martin. Frank Martin's going to go after him, but he can't, Artem cannot go after Frank Martin. If Artem goes after Frank Martin, he's going to get knocked out in short order. To me, Artem, the, the story of the fight is Artem's got to use his defense to avoid what's going to come back at him. And then he's got to find a way to get through from that motion. So he's got to set a trap. He's got to figure out how to set a trap so he can catch Frank Martin. I'm saying there's levels to it. And people are talking about he's a Olympic medal, bronze, this, that, and the other, Artem. 
that's cool. But I mean, geez, Jeff Horn was a, I think he was a bronze medalist. We've seen medalists. It's not, not about whether you're a medalist. That doesn't have anything to do with it. We have to go off styles. We have to go off speed. We have to go off aggression. We have to go off that hunger. We have to go off whether somebody has something to prove. And I'm telling you that Frank Martin's got something to prove because he wants the top guys in the division. He always has. But he knows he hasn't earned his way up to it yet. And so he's got to prove more and more in a lot of these showcase fights that he is that guy. In his past fights, he's done that. He was the distance with Michelle Rivera because, like I said, Michelle Rivera had actually pretty good defense to where Rivera, you know, that Martin couldn't take him out. But it would come on. It was a dominant win. All I'm saying is that Artem has to be smart. He has to be cautious. He has to be conservative. If he tries to go after Frank Martin like he tried to go after all his other people, Artem's going to get knocked out. And I'm saying it might be a brutal knockout. I don't want to see something like that happen to him. Just fight smart like Rivera did because that's the game plan that you've got to employ against a Frank Martin because Frank Martin is that dude. I don't care who says otherwise. I'm telling you right now, Frank Martin is that dude. And it's bullshit that some of these people are not giving Frank Martin his chops like they're overrating Crawford and overrating Boots when Frank Martin has the same, quote, eye test around him. Why are we doing eye tests for certain fighters and not others? I'll tell you why. It's because Frank Martin is aligned with Errol Spence and Derek James, and certain people like NSB are hating on Errol Spence. That's why they don't like Frank Martin. That's what that is. And, of course, by virtue of this PBC. So we know what the story is. I'm just saying... This is a good fight. This is the fight I have my eye on, and I do think it's worth your time to check this fight out. I think it's going to be an amazing fight for however long it lasts. Again, that's Frank Martin versus Artem Harnianen. 12 rounds of lightweight action happening today on Showtime. You need the Paramount Plus app. I do encourage you to check this fight out because what you're going to learn is, number one, Frank Martin is that dude. Number two, Artem actually is a good fighter in his own right and that there's three levels to this shit. That's what you're going to learn. On the undercard of that same event, We've got uh, Freudis Rojas fighting Diego Santiago, sorry, Sanchez. I don't know anything about either guy. I've, I've seen a couple of fights of Rojas. I haven't seen a lot of work from either guy. Uh, I know Rojas, he's reasonably newish to the game. He debuted like a couple of years ago. He's newish to the game, 100% knockout ratio. He's taking out everybody's fault. He's a southpaw, young kid, big guy. He's, he's like 6'2". He's tall. So I, I like what I saw. Of Sanchez, I didn't get a chance to see significant of him. I think I've seen him on like an undercard and I didn't connect the names. Good fighter in his own right as well. He debuted like, um, I think he's like six years in the game or something. Um, a decent fighter, really good. He's got the ed, the experience advantage, but um, he's coming off some losses. I, I can't see a reason why Rojas does not win based on what I did see. But, uh, you know, Sanchez is no slouch. He's a decent fighter in his own right, but... Rojas has every advantage. Rojas has the height advantage for sure. I'm pretty sure he has the reach advantage. And then, of course, he's a southpaw, and he's in, he's an explosive fighter. So definitely check out Rojas and Sanchez. It's a good undercard fight for however long that one lasts. Women's action. This is on zone out in the Masonic Temple out in Detroit. Ten rounds of super featherweight action. So if you like women's action, you want to check this one out. I think this is a burn burner. Baumgartner's making her return. Baumgartner, of course, is the one with the amazing uh, trunks. <laughs> and Leonard Tao is her opponent. Leonard Tao's coming off a loss. Uh, Baumgartner is obviously the A-side on this one. I like the fight a lot. I think it's a really good fight uh, for how long it lasts. I think it goes the distance. I, I, I think that Leonard Tao's good enough to hang with Baumgartner, but I don't see that Leonard Tao's going to be able to win. Leonard Tao's much older. 
Uh, Lunar Tal, she's at a disadvantage on every other thing. So she's got, you know, Baumgartner's got the height. She's got the reach. She's got the win streak. She's got the knockouts. She's she's just well, much more well-rounded. And I think that I don't see that Lunar Tal's going to be able to do much on this one. She's been, she's had a rough time of it. She's a good fighter. I just, I just think there's levels, and I think that's going to play a factor here. Undercard of that same event, 10 rounds of lightweight action. Andy Cruz makes his pro debut. He's fighting Juan Carlos Burgos. And, of course, Juan Carlos is a veteran in the game. He's been around a long time. He's been on a slide. He's lost his last four or five. I forget exactly, but um, this is a good debut fight for Cruz. Uh, Cruz, the story of him is he was a defector from, from Cuba. So he was able to get out of there, and now he's trying to – he made his debut straight out. And I, I question the fight choice. Like, I think Burgos is, is – He's on the decline enough, but I, if I were managing Cruz, I'd have taken something a little bit softer. I'd have taken for the debut. It feels like freaking, uh, you know, Lomachenko all over again. I, I would have taken something a little bit softer. Not because I don't think Cruz is solid. I didn't get a chance to see his amateur stuff, but I just think fresh out the gate, you want to take something a little bit softer than this one. Not somebody that's, I mean, Burgess is not. He's not up upper echelon and never really was, but. I think he's experienced he's experienced enough to cause Cruz some problems, and maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they just wanted that smoke, and I give him nothing but, you know, credit for taking that one. He even came out in an interview and said, you know, I want the tough fights. And again, I, I do think that I do think that there's ways that you can tiptoe into that. Like you like some fighters will fight somebody else that's just recently debuted and maybe they got two or three rounds in the books that's looking good and they're 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 good prospects, and they'll fight those as their first to kind of derail that. And so I don't know. I, I'm not against him, and I think it's worth the watch to just see where he's at and see where Burgess is at, more importantly. Same same event, undercard, 10 rounds of heavyweight action. Jermaine Franklin fighting Isaac Munoz. I know Franklin, obviously. Uh, Franklin is Franklin has been on a decline. He's lost his last two. But uh, Munoz... There's something with Munoz, right? It feels he feels like he should be better than he is, right? He's undefeated, so he's not lost. He's got a good knockout ratio, a solid puncher. There's nothing wrong with him fundamentally. It just it feels like he should be better than he is. Like I can't describe it anymore. Like if I were looking at this and I didn't look at the fact that Franklin's coming off losses, I would expect that Franklin should blow Munoz out just based on styles, based on approach, based on even ring rounds, books in the in uh, rounds in the books. I would expect that Franklin would starch him, but I know that Franklin just seems like he's been on a decline, even though he's a young guy. He's not that old. So I'm leaning towards Munoz only because I don't know what the hell's up with Franklin, where I I don't know. It, it seems like something went off, and then now you look at this one, and you're like, Munoz should not, should fundamentally not be able to win this fight. But my gut tells me he's going to win this fight, and Franklin's going to take another L. The other fight, this is on the undercard of the Showtime event for uh, Frank Martin. So 10 rounds of super lightweight action. And the only reason I left this for last is because I want to talk about one of the people in the fight here. Elvis Rodriguez is the A-side against the returning Victor Postal. And I, I don't know, man. I Listen, back when Victor Postal was the hot and heavy, this is right before he fought Crawford, he was the eye test, and people were looking at him as the next guy, and he's that dude, and this, and the other. And Of course, when you look at who he fought, it's not even the same deal. And then Elvis Rodriguez, I've had my eye on. He's He struggled a little bit in his last fight, but he's a good fighter otherwise. 
Meanwhile, Postal, he's coming off getting stopped. And if you don't remember that one, but that was against Russell. Um, I believe it was Gary Antoine. And he fought Russell, and then the rest stopped it during a sequence where Postal wasn't really hurt. And then you could there's a photo floating around of Postal. He's looking at the ref, shocked, like, what the hell? This was off of, because remember, Postal, he has family out in the war zones. And so he was, We I said prior to that coverage that his head might be not fully in the game. And that did come to play. It seemed like he was solid in the fight, but then he slipped. He wasn't as nearly as on point as he was. And so Postal has been on a slide. He's older. He's much older uh, than Rodriguez. And so I don't, I, but he's, he's a crafty veteran. He's very crafty in the, in the ring. I just said that at the time I didn't see very much in him. And I still, to this degree, don't see him as the A-level that he ever was perceived to be. And then I look at a guy like Elvis Rodriguez. He's a Southpaw. He's a young kid. He's, He's not, he's got every disadvantage going in the fight, but I like watching Rodriguez stylistically. It's not like I'm seeing eye test with him. It feels like he's being trained. His training is on point. His training is positioning him for a long career, by which I mean that he has a loss on the record. He has a draw on the record. But when you look at him as he fights, it's clear that he's being trained to for a long career it looks like he's being trained to be in the game for a while he's being trained and he he accepts losses he goes forward he just he just persists and i like that in a fighter and i i see good things for him as long as they keep matching him against guys that are going to push him to that next level so i like what i'm saying is i like elvis rodriguez as a prize of fighter i think there's potential with him postal i I see decline in him. This is a huge test for Rodriguez by far. And this is an intriguing fight to watch if you get a chance to check it out. That's what we got on deck. And again, I'm going to stress people. I strongly encourage, so like the Showtime event, pretty much start to finish. Balls to bones, I think it's going to be a good event. If you watch all the fights, you're going to be enjoying every last one of them. I don't know that the zone ones are going to really interest you that much. But if you're a fan of it, you're going to watch it. But I think the Showtime events on the Paramount Plus app are going to really excite you every i think almost every fight is going to be like a barn burner how i see it but keep your eyes on frank martin because if you didn't know if you don't know about the dude you're going to learn <laughs> you're going to learn with the way he performs here and hopefully it brings people around because if we're going to use eye test on people we need to use it on him because i think he needs it do i think he beats guys like tank davis i don't know it's hard to say because tank davis is a quality fighter do i think he beats guys like shakur i don't know Shakur is a quality fighter. Do I think he beats guys like Devin Haney? I don't know. Devin Haney's a quality fighter. When I apply the eye test, it's not to say he beats, he smashes him, he smashes him like NSB and other places. It's to say this is somebody I should keep my eye on. This is somebody I should want to watch. This is somebody worth my money. This is somebody that makes me a fan. It's in support of them as a fighter in a crowd, right? There's, crowd, there's a crowd. We have a lot of people out there in the game that are quality fighters. The more that we get, the more the game is interesting. So I'm telling you, and I'm imploring you, if you don't know much about Frank Martin, check him out. If you get a chance, check him out so you can see what I'm talking about in the fact that he people are overlooking him, just like Surreal Matias and others, they're overlooking this dude. I think he's quality, and I think he's one of the next, you know, stars in the game once he starts building up more of a, re a resume and he starts getting up and up in the quality, nobody's going to be able to ignore him, and we're going to finally see really good fights like the throwback days. That's going to do it for this 
week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.